We are come to worship our God who is perfect in power and holiness and love. And in the spirit of that love, God invites us to come despite all impediments and all of our sin and invites us to lay before him all things that separate us from God. So let us pray together the prayer of confession. Righteous God, you have crowned Jesus Christ as Lord and King of all. We confess that we have not acknowledged his rule nor obeyed him in every area of our lives. We give allegiance to the powers of this world. We fail to be governed by justice and love. In your mercy, forgive us. Raise us to acclaim Christ as ruler of all, that we may be his officers and ambassadors, obeying the commands of our Lord. For we ask it in Jesus' name. God has indeed removed our sin far from us and granted us forgiveness. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. Let us now confess before God that which we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From hence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body. My friends, the image of Christ is in the faces next to you. So I entall you now to a time of greeting. Turn and greet the image of Christ in the name of Christ. Go behind the organ.
Welcome to worship at Church of the Palms. If you are here visiting with us, we're glad you're here to worship with us. And if you are a visitor, you are invited to come back and be a part of this church family of faith. We have several wonderful announcements. Most of them are on page 17 and the back page of your bulletin. So I very highly recommend that you all take home your bulletins because it has a lot of good information about what is coming up. And also remember, if you don't mind, to pick up those red cover friendship pads and sign in so you know who you are sitting next to. Today we have two special offerings. Um, it's a very special day, the last Sunday before Thanksgiving Day. I would like to invite you to give if you are grateful to God and are able to special offerings to feed the hungry. We get to do that both ways today. During the offering, there will be a time to do that. And also, the, that would be for food pantry here. And the Presbyterian women also would have basket out there for two cents a meal. That is all for feeding the hungry in this community and far away. The Bladmobile is here in the Northwest parking lot after worship. Uh, we hope there will be some blood to be donated. And uh, they don't want mine. <laughs> and um, also, there will be a combined Thanksgiving service on Wednesday at the Temple Sinai, beginning at 5 o'clock with reception. And again, the detail is in the bulletin, and we get to go this year to the Temple. And also, there is a Presbyterian Women uh, Christmas tea on the 6th, Friday, December 6th, and uh, Salvation Army sign-up is, this is the last day, you can sign up for both under the tree. I love that tree, a lot of good things happen there. And the Messiah is on the 7th, our own Genevieve is going to be conducting and leading that. Are there any joys and concerns that need to be announced? If not, I would like to invite those of you who are joining us to become a part of this family of faith formally to come forward, and I'll start calling your names. And Claudia, Elizabeth, Jean and Carol, Margot, Bob and Barb, Larry and Christy, Greg and Lisa, Tony and Amoret, and Reed and Bonnie. I think I call, did I call everybody's name? Thank you for your commitment and joining to be a part of this family of faith at Church of the Palms. And there are a few questions, four questions that I uh, would like to ask you. Who is your Lord and Savior? Do you trust in Jesus? Do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word, and to show his love? Will you be a faithful member of this congregation, giving of yourself in every way, and will you seek the fellowship of the church everywhere you may be? Yes. Now, you may face the congregation as I would offer the prayer, and I would like to introduce all these new folks, new members of this family to those of you who are sitting on the pews. 
And those of you who are standing, these are your new families in faith. Let us pray. Almighty God, by the love of Jesus Christ, you draw people to faith and welcome them into the church family. May we show your joy by embracing new brothers and sisters who with us believe and with us will work to serve you. Keep us close together in your spirit, sharing one baptism, breaking bread in one faith and love, one with Jesus Christ, our Lord and King. Amen. Now, let us give our hands of welcome as our new members go back to their seats.
Let us pray. Almighty, bounteous God, Christ, our King, ruler of all, you are sovereign. You are holy. You are mighty. You are good. You pour out your blessing upon us, showering us so often with even more than we need. And so in this land of plenty, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for a family of faith in which we are free to come and join our voices in praise, our hearts in prayer, and our hands in service. We give you thanks for your abiding presence with us each and every day. We give you thanks for relationships, for loved ones to support and to care, for opportunities we have within this congregation to care for one another during times of joy and during times of sorrow. We give you thanks for this country in which we live, for leaders who seek the public good, for those in the military who seek to defend our freedoms and secure our defense. Lord, we pray for your church in every corner of the world, that your name would be lifted up, that your people would be joined as one, that your grace and truth would be known through our actions. Lord, during this time of prayer, we remember those who are dear to us, during a moment of silence in your presence. There are so many concerns with people in our own nation and around the world affected by natural disaster with illness and death, with financial hardship, with relational heartbreak. Lord, we lift them up before you because you are a God who loves and knows and cares. And we are thankful, Lord. And so it is with thankful hearts that we join our voices together praying the prayer Jesus taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, 
as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If you were here last week, you may remember that there was an incredible display of food arrayed in front of the communion table. And that uh, display showed us the amount of food that we give through our food pantry every week to people in our own community who are in need. But you will see that today that display is gone. It's because a week has passed. The food has been given. And so this morning, on this Sunday before Thanksgiving, in addition to our normal faithful usher teams, we will have a team of junior ushers receiving the offering with them. The offering receptacles are going to look a little bit different. Instead of the offering plates, they'll be offering cans with our food pantry special offering motto on there, can do. Because we can do this food pantry ministry for the next year with your generosity and support. And so in these can-do cans, please place your regular offerings that you have brought with you today, but also, as God has led you, let us worship the Lord with a, our special offering for 2013 to benefit the food pantry that we might continue to feed those who are hungry right here in our own community.
Let us pray. O great Jehovah, we praise you with singing and with ringing and with offering. We thank you for this church family in all its generations. Children and youth and parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and friends. Lord, you have blessed us in so many ways. Use what we give this morning to accomplish your purpose and to be a blessing to others so that they may know of you, the great Jehovah who loves and cares. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now I would like to invite the uh, children to come forward to the steps here for a time with Miss Lori. Excellent. So all the junior ushers can go drop the cans off back there and then make your way back down here. That would be great. How awesome. You can stay. You don't even have a can, Matthew. All right. All right. Good morning. How's everybody doing? It's kind of chilly today. Yes. Beautiful. Means that Thanksgiving's just around the corner, which may wonder why. Good morning. Good morning. We are doing the Advent Extravaganza today for our families up in the education building right after this worship service. And I know you're thinking, wait a tick, we haven't even done Thanksgiving yet. But you know what? There's a method to my madness. Here's what we want to do. We want every family to be inspired, for every family to have the tools that they can keep Christ in all of their Christmas preparations. For some people... That's going to start this week. For us in the church, we'll start Advent next Sunday. So we thought, let's get a jump on this so you have some tools that you can use. I think you probably have seen in the stores, Thanksgiving gets the stuffing kicked out of it by Christmas, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, we are going to change all that because we're going to use that Thanksgiving heart, that attitude to launch us into a season That'll be beyond our wildest dreams. Let me give you an idea of what, the, what I'm talking about. Let's say someone gives you something or does something nice for you or helps you. What are you going to say? Thank you. thank you. Exactly. You're going to say thank you. We're all pretty good at that. But you know what we have to do? Thanksgiving will remind us that we also have to say thank you to God. I'm going to give you an example here. This delicious deep-fried donut. There's a, little, there's a little rhyme that goes with it, and it goes like this. As you go through life, make this your goal. See the donut and not the hole. So if I were to give you the donut, it might make you happy, especially if you hadn't had breakfast. You might even say thank you, right? Maybe. Yeah, maybe you would say thank you. Can you just smell it as I like go by like this, right? <laughs> but what if when you got the donut, all you did was look at the hole? and complained about the whole. You know, it's kind of sad. Some people go through life like that. They look at what's missing instead of all the blessings that they have, all that we have to be thankful for to God. So when you see a donut, think of that little poem. Think about when you go through life, make this your goal. See the donut, not the whole, and thank God for all those blessings that make up your donut. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for 
everything that you give us for all of our many blessings. Open our eyes to see them so that we turn to you with a thankful heart this Thanksgiving, through Advent, through Christmas, and every single day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. My name is Faye Mercer, and I'm a Stephen leader. In 1988, two members of our congregation, Lydia Tanner and Paul Mercer, heard about a caring ministry that would assist the ministers in their efforts to widen the umbrella of providing compassionate care to our congregation. And in, in 1989, Dr. Porter and the session approved both Lydia and Paul to attend an extensive two weeks training of Stephen ministry. They attended in Orlando and returned and then began the Stephen ministry program here at Church of the Palms. Over the years, there have been an average of 40 active Stephen ministers each year to serve our congregation. Currently, we have 31 active Stephen ministers, 22 women and nine men. The needs of our congregation is great and steadily increasing. Unfortunately, we fall short in meeting their needs. Every active Stephen minister is currently in a caring relationship. So what is Stephen ministry? A ministry in which trained and supervised lay persons provide one-to-one -one Christian care to individuals facing difficulties in their lives. Stephen ministry is a lay ministry based on the idea that all Christians are ministers. We all are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Stephen ministers receive 50 hours of extensive caregiving uh, training. Stephen ministers are caring friends who listen, understand, accept, never judge, pray for and with their care receivers going through a crisis or some difficulty. Stephen ministers can be trusted. Confidentiality is one of the most important principles of Stephen ministry. Stephen ministers are not counselors. They are trained lay caregivers. Stephen ministers are kept accountable. They are under the direct care and supervision of the ministry staff here and the Stephen Ministry Organization. Church of the Palms needs more servants and especially more men. Servants who are God's representatives bringing his love to those who are hurting. God is waiting to make a difference in their lives through you. Isaiah 6, 8 is Isaiah's call to service. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Are you hearing God's voice calling you into service? Are you ready to respond 
Here I am, send me. If so, please speak with any Stephen minister or Pastor Mingy to find out more about Stephen ministry and the next training class, which will begin January 15th. We hope that you will give prayerful consideration and your commitment into this caring ministry. Thank you. Please be seated. I forgot to introduce our guest liturgist. The one in the blue there, um, he is the Reverend Dr. William Brown, usually known as Will and best known as my husband. <laughs> he is on vacation today. <laughs> He's an interim pastor at First Presbyterian Church Arcadia and he's on vacation today, so we put him to work. Bruce and I did. <laughs> today, our Old Testament reading comes from the prophet Jeremiah, 
chapter 23, verses 3 through 6. Jeremiah 23, 3 to 6. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called, the Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will have the gospel reading in the sermon body now and then, so I'll listen for the gospel reading in there. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Not too long ago, I went to the hospital to be with Andrew McFall while his son Calvin was having hand surgery. Finally, the doctor came out to report on Calvin he looked at me first and said, Hello, Pastor Brown. I am Peter Graper, one of your members. I looked blank, and I was embarrassed. What kind of shepherd am I? I didn't know my sheep. And I'm only an associate pastor for congregational care. <laughs> yeah. And so I introduced him to... Andrew and Andrew to him as fellow church members at Church of the Palms. Here God has called one member to be the healing surgeon for another member in time of need. And I did remember to say silently, God is good. Well, you might think that was the only incident, but I went to Health South Rehab another time and then I was there to visit a church member who is a patient there. I went to the nurse's station to ask a question, and the nurse said, Hello, Pastor Mingy, I'm one of your church members. <laughs> so even looking at her name tag, I couldn't figure out who she was. And so I thought, what kind of a shepherd am I? And then she said, looking at my blank eyes, she said, I am Gert Brown's daughter, Leanne. And then I went, ha, you are Rachel's mom. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. And then I realized, how is it that I know Gert Brown and Rachel, who is the granddaughter, and I never thought about there might be a connection in between them. <laughs> so that's how I am. Our scripture passages put my failings in perspective. They are lectionary passages assigned for today. Today is both Thanksgiving Sunday and Christ the King Sunday. 
And it is also the last Sunday of our liturgical year this year. This makes it a three-in-one Sunday, and it is sort of our church's New Year's Eve. So let us all be happy and celebrating and have a good time the rest of the day. The new liturgical year or the church calendar begins next Sunday with the first Sunday of Advent. The messages that I am using today come from the common lectionary. I am amazed again and again as these passages chosen by a committee, see I am really a Presbyterian, <laughs> speak to me very loudly and clearly and the power and meaning that we need for the day. They lead me straight to the message that I hear God has for us. That message today from the lectionary reading is about God's love and mercy, caring for his own people. I hear the prophet Jeremiah explaining to us God's desire that God's people be lovingly shepherded. Speaking God's words, Jeremiah tells us that God's desire starts with God's own action as he himself, the first shepherd. God says, I will gather the scattered people, I will bring them back. The prophet Jeremiah goes on to tell us that God says, I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, so that they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor anyone be missing. We are God's gathered people, the community of faith, God's flock. We see God raising up shepherds among us to shepherd us. In fact, we have now 190 plus shepherding deacons and 29 or 31 Stephen ministers and leaders. Each of our shepherding deacons knows their flock by name and prays for each every day. God wants to make sure no one is lost out or lost out of the gathered people, no one is forgotten or missing. So we have this shepherding system. We have Stephen ministers so that when need is more urgent, individualized Christian caring can be given, as we have heard Faye Marser told us. There is room for any of you to join these caring ministries, by the way, and I'm just the right person to invite you, and you are invited. <laughs> Why do we take on God's call to shepherd? Is a good question. Because we share God's vision that God's scattered, hurting people will be gathered back home. We stand as shepherds with people who fear change and loss in their lives. We accompany those who are struggling with dismay. We are committed to making sure that every child of God that is a part of this congregation does not go missing and is not forgotten or neglected. We're not quite where God calls us to be yet. We do not yet have enough shepherds to cover all our members. We still lack shepherds for 85 families. Remember, some families are family of one. We have discovered that some of our number are missing, and we do not yet know where they are. 
We have learned that we have people, especially television worshipers, who consider themselves a part of us, but we do not know who they are, so we could not care or pray for them by name. While patience is not my gift, this passage from Jeremiah is good for me because I do need to be patient and persevere. Together, we are building this shepherding system. At Church of the Palms, we are striving faithfully to answer God's call to shepherd all of God's people. The prophet Jeremiah's passage moves from the appointment of shepherds to God's promise to give a new and right, righteous king. A new and righteous David whose name shall be the Lord is our righteousness. We rejoice on this Christ the King Sunday for we know the new and righteous David is Jesus of Nazareth. We know he is our King and Savior. He is the one who makes us right with God again. Jesus, our King, is the one who calls us to obedient service and joyful worship. Within this company of God's gathered people. The Gospel according to Luke has an equally powerful passage. It records the words of Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. You might remember the story that when Zechariah had his vision in the temple, God told him that he and Elizabeth in their old age will have a son. Zechariah expressed doubt towards God, so God silenced him. Zechariah remained mute until John was born, and the gathered community wanted to name this new baby Zechariah after himself. At that moment, Zechariah's voice returned, saying, his son's name shall be John. He then goes on to give this wonderful poetic speech we have come to call the Benedictus, which is in Latin and it means blessing in English. Zechariah revisits the promises made by God through the mouth of the prophet Jeremiah. He gives praise for how God has acted to redeem and gather and restore and claim and love his chosen people. Most importantly, Zechariah blesses God because of the coming birth of Jesus, saying, now in Luke chapter 1, verses 69 following, he has raised up a mighty savior for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we would be saved. Zechariah rejoices that his son John would be the prophet to announce and name the one who would be the Messiah. You, child, will be called the prophet of Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. These are wonderful passages for the last Sunday of this liturgical year. They are wonderful in getting us pointed towards Advent and the beginning of the story of Jesus and of our own story in Jesus. These scripture passages remind us in this Thanksgiving season that we are not just to give thanks for the bounty we 
the bounty we receive from God and the resources that mark our lives. We are to give thanks to God for the mercy of our salvation in Christ our King. As Zechariah says, by the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The promises of God to the people of Israel still stand. They are still God's chosen people. But now we too stand within the tender mercy of our God. We stand there because of the one whom God has made king is the merciful, loving, sacrificing, redeeming Christ. Christ our king loves us and heals us and calls us toward a life that is rich and full and joyous. The promises from today's scriptures remind us that it is God in Christ our King who is the ultimate shepherd. And it is God who first acts in mercy to reach out and save all of us. And it is God who calls us all to shepherd one another with love, mercy, and prayer. We are a people God has redeemed in Christ our merciful King. We are not forgotten. We are not left vulnerable. We are not abundant. We are remembered. We are claimed. We are protected. We are restored. We are loved and held in mercy. We are not strays, for we too are God's chosen people. Blessed are we, for we are loved and shepherded all our lives by Christ, our merciful King. Amen.
Go in peace, rejoice, give thanks, and sing. Remember that Jesus is our merciful King. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you, now and forever. Amen. Each Sunday morning at 9 Eastern Time, we present this live telecast from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida.